106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. There is a new voting bloc, a new constituency, anti-mandate. They said mostly parents. But these are people who are not going to vote based on Republican or Democrat. They're going to vote based on COVID policy. I'm one of them, and I don't even have kids. <laughs> you know, it's a medical issue. I do not want to be dictated. There is no the science, especially in yeah. medical science. You can recommend whatever you like, but I must insist you don't insist how I handle my health, especially in medical science, which is eminently debatable, and they've already been wrong about so much in this particular crisis that we've had, not to mention everything they've been wrong about in the past. So don't sit there in your white coat telling me we have all the answers. You obviously don't. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. I woke up to Candace Owens, the fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me uh, is unacceptable. What happened this morning is not safety. I need to be safe. I need my child to be safe. Hello. Um, I'm just looking to speak to whoever is at this property because it's listed as the Black Lives Matter property. We're not trying to harass you. We'll gladly leave. We're just wondering if we can speak to anybody. Thank you, sir. Mr. President, when you welcomed me to the White House on my first official visit to Washington under your presidency, you forecast two things. First, that the decade would be less dangerous if the West maintained the strength required for peace. And second, that Britain and America would stand side by side in that endeavor. Both promises have been honored and honored handsomely. We thank you for being such a staunch and loyal ally and friend to our country. Together, our nations have faced the challenges of our time and have not flinched. We have to figure out how a country can solve any problem if so many of its people are so intractably, astoundingly, mind-numbingly stupid. Who is the first person to land on the sun? Land something, land. Lance, Lance Armstrong is correct. What is the biggest city in the world? Europe. If you were born in 2021, how old would you be? 21. What country is Venice, Italy located in for $100? Do you have any clue? Gosh, I'm going to be a teacher, so I should know this. Where is Queen Elizabeth from? Egypt. Egypt? Egypt. 
Where is it? Brazil. They will let you out of a public high school and give you a diploma, and you don't have to actually know anything. I know it's super important to stop the grooming of our kids, and certainly critical race theory must be stricken from the curriculum, or who knows, maybe included in all of it. But, you know, while we're having those fights, could someone please notice that the kids don't actually know anything? <laughs> Good afternoon, and you're listening to uh, Lou Benninger, and this is No Hostages Radio, and uh, we're happy to be here today. This uh, episode is number 200. I don't know whether some numbers just stand out better than others when you're working at numbers of things, but uh, 200 is uh, sort of a monumental number, I guess, for us. Nonetheless, whether it has any effect on you, that is the number. It's If you're looking for this episode later, number 200 is it, 200, and it's coming up on January 28th, 2023. It'll show up on the internet. So you can also uh, connect with me if you want to communicate with me about podcasts are about topics of interest by uh, texting me at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838, or you can email me at lou at nohostagesradio.com. That uh, is connected to our website, which is nohostagesradio.com. And you can go there and and catch previous podcasts or articles that I've written. So pretty easy. We also do a live show on Saturdays out here on the left coast in Northern California. You can listen to it from wherever you are. uh, Because the signal doesn't reach all the way around the world. But you you can get us by going to live365, the number 365, live365.com. And then you uh, just put in the call letters of the radio station, which is K-M, like Mickey, K-M-Y-C. And that should pull up the live stream. So we're on from 10 a.m. in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. And that's every Saturday. So uh, thank you for listening today. And and we're going to get right into things today. Uh, I mentioned last week, and I'm still... I think one of the the most repeated topics or uh, referrals to something that happened in the past has been to George Orwell's 1984 during this COVID takeover and coup, if you want to call it. And I said this last week, and I remember uh, when I said on the live show with the radio uh, board operator sitting across from me, his eyes got big when I said the uh, quote from George Orwell 1984, because 
right after the show last uh, Sunday, or last Saturday, there was going to be a Sunday um, football game, the big uh, playoffs for the uh, National Football League. So this quote is, football, beer, and above all gambling filled up the horizon of of their minds to keep them in control was not difficult. I'll say it again. Football, beer, and above all, gambling filled up the horizon of their minds. To keep them in control was not difficult. So during COVID, uh, all the elements of control and compliance and manipulation had been discussed and had pl- been planned for for one to two decades. You thought, oh, I thought it was just a you know a happenstance, a coincidence. And as the uh, my friend Dave Bryan always reminds us, there are, are no coincidences. They're just they don't exist. And in the Hebrew and Greek languages, I'm told, which I don't know those languages, I'm told that there is no word comparable to coincidence in the English language. So we something happened, and we just think, oh, that's a coincidence. Well, in other world perspectives, there is no such a thing. So if you think. Uh, if your nose is always to the ground and you don't see the big picture around you and you think, oh, that's a coincidence. Oh, that's amazing. That's a coincidence. There are no coincidences. So this whole COVID phenomenon, and I remember people have keep bringing up to me, how can we keep, you, you keep talking every radio show or podcast about COVID? Well, because it's not just, it isn't about a flu or it isn't about a virus It's about an attempt by certain people in the world to try to control the rest of the world. You know, it's interesting. Aren't you happy? Most of you probably are just happy with minding your own business, and you just want to have a good day. You want to have uh, fun. You want to enjoy your day. You want to be around people that you love and love you. You want to have maybe a little good food. Maybe you want to go do something fun, entertaining. You want to go for a hike. You want to do something that you enjoy doing. And you don't ever think about trying to control the world or manipulate your state or manipulate your county or jerk people around, right? Most people are that way. But isn't it interesting that very, very ultra-rich people that have had the, uh, maybe I should say the good fortune or the blessing of having everything they ever wanted or ever needed at their fingertips, and they can they have a lot of power besides that. <clears throat> Some people have a lot of money, but they don't necessarily want power. Some people really want power. And so these people want to control our lives, and that's what all started this whole thing as we learned about COVID-19. COVID-19 was never the issue. The issue was taking over our lives and managing our lives. You think, oh, well, you remember that when they said, oh, well, we're going to give you a shot, and then all things can go back to normal. You know, folks, nothing was ever intended to go back to normal because the rich and powerful never wanted what was normal, never wanted what was routine. They wanted to change everything about life, and they're using different things to pull that off. One is climate. They've created a fraud called climate change and uh, social injustice. And using those two platforms, they are going to try to take over the world 
and manage every one of our lives down to every little decision you make. Now, if you keep thinking, oh, it's all about masks or it's all about the argument over masks, uh, whether or not they're good for you or not, or ar- arguing over whether COVID was really a deadly disease or standing six feet from somebody or washing your hands incessantly, you're just uh, you're asleep at the switch and there's not much that can be done for you aside for someone hitting you solidly alongside the head with a two by four and that may shake you uh, out of your doldrums. I saw this quote this week and I just thought it was fascinating. It says the vaccines are the leading cause of coincidences in the world. I'm saying that after I just told you that there's no such thing as coincidences, right? So every time somebody says, oh, he dropped dead suddenly, right? We used to have sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS. Now we have sudden adult death syndrome, SADS. Why do we even have that phrase created? It's because all of a sudden... We have all these people that are grown people. They're not infants. They're actually from children on up to old people (coughs) that are just dropping dead without any, like, heads up. Like, they didn't didn't, uh, begin to feel bad. They didn't have a bunch of other illnesses leading up to it. They just went to sleep and never woke up, or they collapsed on the playing field. Vaccines, it says, are the leading cause of coincidences today. That's a tongue-in-cheek comment for all you folks out there that are having trouble understanding all this. Many of you have never been taught about communism and socialism because the, the school system has been incredibly dumbed down. In fact, I'll talk about that later. Anne Rand, who was an uh, edgy uh, writer and philosopher economist type, uh, A-Y-N is Anne, Anne, A-Y-N, Rand, R-A-N-D. She's written a couple books. She said, there is no difference between communism and socialism except in the means of achieving the same ultimate end. Communism proposes to enslave men by force. That's what we just had happen. Uh, we We had a type of force with COVID. Communism proposes to enslave men by force talking about mankind socialism wants to enslave men by the vote that's why in america the election system is corrupted it is merely the difference between murder that's murder would be communism suicide is socialism suicide is socialism all right i got a few more of these before we get into some of the longer topics Fyodor, Fyodor Dostoevsky, which is a novelist from communist Russia, he said tolerance will reach such a level. You know, right now all the uh, liberals, progressives supposedly, are talking about you're not tolerant and you're intolerant if you don't if you don't permit anything we want to do, or if you don't like anything we want to do. You know, you can be tolerant and not approve of a behavior. Tolerance will reach such a level that intelligent people will be banned from thinking so as not to offend the imbeciles. Imbeciles are uh, damaged people mentally. 
Tolerance will reach such a level that intelligent people will be banned from thinking so as not to offend the imbeciles. That's what communism, communism not only controls your life, but wants to control even your thinking. There's a guy sitting here in this photo, and he's not looking very happy. He's just staring ahead, leaning over, elbows on his knees. He says, watching your paper straw dissolve as a millionaire takes a day trip on their private jet. This is the insanity of what we're going through right now. We have people saying you can't use a plastic straw because of the of the environment, and yet anybody that wants to, that has a lot of money, can fly jets all over the world. You could stop all the plastic straw use in the world and not and not have an impact on the climate because the rich people want to just be rich. Kevin Kiley, who was just elected to office. Uh, as a new uh, rookie freshman congressman out of our area in a new uh, district called District 3, said, Today I spoke with Joe Biden at the White House. I pointed, I pointedly asked the president to make good on his promise he made to the, my constituents in 2021. That's constituents here in California. I'll be able to share some more details soon, but if I had, if I had time, I might also have given him some recommended reading, namely a new Washington Examiner profile headlined California's new GOP Congressman Kylie is on a mission. Gavin Newsom's disastrous policies can't spread to the rest of the country. In explaining the reason for this mission, I might have directed Biden's attention to Newsom's home of San Francisco. A new report shows it's losing residents at a faster pace than any major city in the United States history. That's a statement right there. Another rapidly declining city, Los Angeles, just provided a fresh demonstration of what's driving people away. The thin blue line flag has been banned from the police department in Los Angeles. As of today, the flag is now proudly on display outside my District of Columbia office, outside the door of his office. As for Newsom, accountability is on the way. Congress is investigating the record-setting $30 billion in employment development uh, fraud he allowed. In other words, I explained that here uh, a few months ago where employment development insurance is uh, paid out of all the payroll of all the people in the state of California. It's paid for by business owners. And that money is set aside so when somebody needs to go on unemployment, say you lay them off, then they can tap into that. If you didn't lay somebody off, you laid no one off, they weren't supposed to dip into your percentage. But what happened during COVID is that the Employment Development Department, or commonly called EDD, gave out so much money that it went completely broke and so broke they had to borrow money from the federal government and pay penalties and interest on that money. $30 billion of that money was paid out in fraud. In other words, people claimed that they were unemployed and really they many of them were sitting in prison and they got checks from the California taxpayer, $30 billion in mismanagement that cannot be retrieved. Yesterday, 
Uh, so the federal government is looking at that because it's going to take maybe decades to ever pay that money back. Yesterday, his, uh, Newsom attempted to punish doctors for COVID misinformation, and uh, that was challenged in court. The judge called the law that Newsom signed complete nonsense. That was a law that said that as a doctor, you cannot come up with your own uh, perspective and your own judgment on how to treat a patient. But you would have to, if, if the patient had certain symptoms, you would have to prescribe whatever the government said to prescribe. That eliminates medical practice, folks. The judge called the law nonsense. That law was not passed by the uh, citizens of the state. That was passed by the uh, Assembly and Senate of the state of California and signed into law by Newsom. The judge called the law nonsense. Kylie is co-sponsoring two new bills. Now, isn't it interesting? I, I don't know where you're, uh, if you're even from California, but other Californians, and you know who your representatives are. I know our representative, unfortunately, is a guy named James Gallagher, who was a do-nothing in, in the, the legislature. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I was talking about the California legislature. I'm talking about LaMalfa. I min misstated uh, James Gallagher. Uh, Doug LaMalfa is our congressman, equivalent to Kevin Kiley, who is uh, the co congressman for me next door, the next next door area. So uh, Kiley has just been there, what, a few days? He just got sworn in a couple weeks ago. And now he's already co-sponsoring two new bills to end the COVID insanity. H.J.R. 7 to terminate the national COVID emergency and H.R. 185 to end the vaccine mandate for international travel. It's interesting. When is the last time you ever heard anything from Doug LaMalfa, for instance, uh, doing something like that or being active? Or when Kevin Kiley was here, I mentioned James Gallagher. When Kevin Kiley was here, it was Kevin Kiley did this. Kevin Kiley did that. Kevin Kiley did this. Kevin is up here doing something. And the other people are not doing anything. Let's see. I, wanted, I think I skipped over something I wanted to say. And maybe I just forgot where I put it. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, this is interesting. We're going to talk about the uh, World Economic Forum here in a bit. Um, I want you to think about this. You know all these sudden deaths that are happening? I mean, we got, we got uh, college football players, volleyball players, soccer players, pro professional, all those players dropping dead left or right. We got kids dying in schools. Two, two kids died in a week over in Las Vegas, teenagers, athletes. This statement ought to get your attention. If all these sudden deaths were in the unvaccinated population, it would be on the news 24-7, according to this person. Do you agree with that? If all these sudden deaths were in the unvaccinated population, the problem is they're either all for sure vaccinated or even the ones we're not sure of are supposed to be vaccinated because of what they were involved in 24-7. If we had this many sudden deaths in the unvaccinated population, it would be on the news 24-7. 
Well, let me mention before we break up uh, one of the uh, we're going to go for a first of six breaks. And uh, let me mention uh, Little Billy's Excavator Service uh, and Backhoe Service here in Yuba County. They serve all over Northern California, and that's the main guy, the owner and operator is Israel Garcia, Izzy Garcia, Marine veteran who runs a great operation and will do you right for a fair price and will do exactly what you want. His number is 530-300-6010, 530-300-6010. You can text or call him night or day, and he will be glad to come and, and uh, solve your problem and either fill a hole, make a hole, make a ditch, fill a ditch, whatever you want to do. Whenever you can't do it with a shovel, he can come in and bring his big toys in and get it done right. 530-300-6010, and he'll solve all those problems. Be right back. You We have two standards of justice in our country, one for people like you and me, and one for the corrupt political class, of which there are many. At the very same moment when my ultra-secure Mar-a-Lago home was raided by the FBI, Joe Biden was harboring classified documents in his China-funded Penn Center and his unsecured garage. Right on the floor, piles of paper, the floor was probably very wet and damp, as many garages are. Yet while I'm being persecuted by Trump-hating special counsel, I call them special prosecutors, but this one in particular is a prosecutor and a Trump-deranged person. They prosecute all sorts of things. He prosecuted war crimes and war criminals. Joe Biden, in the meantime, is being given white glove treatment by a establishment hack who tried to cover up the Russia hoax. He actually tried to cover it up. It's a travesty. Biden lied to the American people and weaponized the Justice Department, or as I call it, the Injustice Department, to go after me for the very crime he actually committed. And he wasn't president, so he didn't have the right to declassify, as I did. The difference is that while I did everything right, I did nothing wrong. Biden did everything wrong. The boxes hoax should be dropped immediately against President Trump. When I return to the White House, we will end the era of partisan witch hunts, restore equal justice under the law, and get back to government that delivers for the American people. And I mean securing our borders, creating millions and millions of jobs just like before, growing wages, stopping violent crime, and making our country great again. That's what we want to do, make America great again. Thank you. For one, you didn't answer whether or not you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, it's none of your business, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science, by the way, I have a master's of science degree from MIT. I'm not a virologist, but I can read data. Everybody just needs to read. And don't put your head in the sand. Look at the data. I'm not going to get the vaccine until there's data that shows 
that it will improve upon the immunity that's been conferred to me as a result of a natural infection that I had. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it, every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. Stop it. Get some help. My fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. Um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease, and it needs to be taken seriously. You need to get to go, and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. I hope that clarifies the issue, and this can be the last word on those words. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living sadly in um real unsettled times you see the bad in me not the good in me you think you know me all too well but i can guarantee i'm not what you think but i don't feel i need to prove myself all right, here we go. Second segment uh, of six. And uh, this week, is it this week? The I'll let, let you know, Epoch Times, you should all be taking this paper. It's a weekly, uh, best paper in the country, E-P-O-C-H. Not Epic, but Epoch Times, the Epoch Times. It, they'll send it to you. Get it every. I get it every Friday in my mailbox. You can get the electronic copy and the hard copy or one or the other. This is January 18th through 24 of this year. And uh, there's a great article. I mean, I, I just read this thing cover to cover, and it's a big paper. It's like four uh, sections, uh, all different kinds of uh, themes. So this is about the public schools. I'm very interested in the public schools. Abraham Lincoln said whoever controls the public schools will control the society. Uh, and that's what's going on. Our con public schools have collapsed. They're still there. We're still ta taxed to pay for them, but uh, they aren't really schools. They're just pop propaganda camps. So I was. Uh, it prompted me to look at the statistics on our local school systems, what they call Yuba City Unified School System and Marysville Unified School System. 
but um, I'll, I'll refer to them in a minute. But this was shocking. It said public schools lose 1.4 million students since 2020 lockdowns. So that's not during the lockdowns. It's saying they're gone. They're still gone. So it says enrollment, uh, it's, it's hitting a 10-year low of 49.4 million students in the United States. So you ever wondered that? There you have about 50 million students in our government schools. Uh, the sudden decline followed an annual growth that averaged 3% for more than a decade. So after this annual growth, all of a sudden there's been a downturn. And I, I uh, propose, I was on a school board at one time, and uh, but I've followed school things for m- many years now uh, because I was writing for a local newspaper, and I was very interested in that. And so it seemed like a tipping point came when they went to Zoom. Remember Zoom? And nobody said, what's Zoom? And they said, oh, you all, all got to get computers, and you got to get on Zoom so your kids can learn from home because they have to have distance learning. Remember that? It was complete failure. The brightest people in our communities uh, are the biggest failures. So uh, New York public schools enrollment fell to 903,000. That may not uh, mean much to you, but that's a 10% decline over just three years. Just think of if your school declined 10%. We had a, uh, when I went to Marisol High School, we had 2,300 kids. That'd be 230 kids just disappear. Boom. Uh, says in New York, we have a hemorrhaging of families that are leaving the city. Enrollment in LA school district has fallen to 430,000 over the last 20 years. Do you know what it used to be? 737,000. It went to 430,000 and they expect another 28% decrease by 2030 in LA. I'm telling you people, People are leaving and fleeing, and they're getting their kids out of school, or they're leaving L.A. and that area. Chicago schools have fallen by 82,000 over nine years to about 302,000 kids now. The city school board voted to close 50 schools in 2013. You think that's bad? I mean, you know, when I was in—I visited New York here a number of years ago working with the ministry back there, and we went to Harlem, and— this church operation uh, that that was operating in the center of Harlem bought up basically a block of the city, which at one time was a major junior high school, high school, junior high or something like that. It was a massive amount of buildings. They bought the whole thing and it was just a, it had been abandoned by Harlem, the city of Harlem. Um, on and on and on this goes. Um, it 2022 report by Education Next indicates that between 2020 and 22, enrollment in non-charter public schools declined to 76.5 percent of total enrollment from 81 percent. Um, I'm just I, I don't want to bore you with just numbers. The big the big message here. It says here, the shift away from public schools may be even larger than total enrollment numbers show. Those figures include new enrollees. In other words, a lot of people just uh, quit going to public school. They just didn't uh, shift out of L.A. and go somewhere else, shift out of Chicago, go somewhere else, leave San Francisco, go somewhere else. Uh, Many of them uh, just they went private or they went charter, right? And uh, so that's what's going on in the public school system. I checked out 
our local district, for those of you that listen to this podcast from local area, Marysville Joint Unified, which has about 10,000 kids, and uh, Yuba City Joint Unified, which I think they have 1,000 or more kids over there. Uh, maybe there's probably total 22 to 25,000 between the two districts. There's other districts here, but those are the two big districts. Interestingly enough, they didn't lose a lot of kids. They, they're kind of stable. Now, I don't know whether that's because we're in a rural area, um, but uh, that's kind of where we are today. And But the fact is that many, many people are just deciding we're not going to go to those schools anymore. And, and I, when I mentioned that when, they, when parents started looking at Zoom, because they had to help their, their youngsters get on Zoom, right, to, to uh, participate in the class, so they had to make sure there until they got on and, and were connected. Once you're connected, and it kind of operates itself. So so parents uh, were all of a sudden, instead of taking time to go visit a classroom, they were, they were all viewing a classroom from home. And they were shocked. Thousands and thousands of parents were shocked. They're saying, I'm sending my kid, and that's all you're doing with them during this time? And they thought, I can do better than that. And so other schools, like during that time, the school called EPIC, E-P-E-C, EPIC started out at Church of Glad Tidings until they could find a, a location somewhere else in the community. And uh, they just added four more modulars out there uh, this year, but they've been in business out there two years. So all those kids came out of public school. There's a hundred and something kids out there. And... Uh, there's other uh, private schools, uh, Christian private schools, religious privates um, that have started all over the place like Epic and uh, that are available that you can you can switch to. Yeah, they cost money. Um, all the private schools I know of, you're paying some sort of a fee to go to them. And it's a bummer because your tax, if you own any property, particularly your taxes are paying for the public schools. So, uh, all right, I'm just looking at some notes here I have. And uh, so let's move on down the, the road here a little bit. And, uh, okay. All right. I don't know whether you've been following. I guess maybe the World Economic Forum has finished by now. But they had thousands of people. And I mentioned how last week, I don't know whether I mentioned on this show or on the on the live show, last week uh, there, there was a big story on the huge number of post prostitutes that served the World Economic Forum. I wonder if there's any sex trade that goes on there as well. They're the ones that claim that they're the brightest and the best and the most moral and all those kind of things. So anyway, the World Economic Forum chairman, Klaus Schwab, his father was a key Nazi who worked for Hitler uh, during the, uh, the war. And uh, so Klaus Schwab has got that Nazi background. Think, oh, well, not, that's, he isn't his dad. No, 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 he is. So um, the summit, it says this was an article telling what was going to happen at the summit. Summit will focus on rededicating its members to a progressive climate and social justice. You remember I said that at the beginning of the show, that they're going to focus on climate and social justice agenda 
in the midst of what he described as an unprecedented multiple crises, plural crises, C-R-I-S-E-S. So they're, they're calling this the, um, the era of the poly crisis, the poly crisis. Poly just means many. And, um, what they're, what they're doing is they're actually creating the crisis. Do you know, COVID, uh, was created by people. It was not just a happenstance or coincidence. It was created to put the whole world through changes, all 7.8 billion of them, all 190 some nations, right? The annual meeting, um, will try to make sure that the leaders do not remain trapped in a crisis mindset, right? Leaders have to solve crises, right? But they want them to develop a longer-term constructive perspective to shape the future in a more sustainable. See, they're dis- discussing everything like it's not sustainable the way it is. They presume that's the way it is. That's a wrong presumption. It is sustainable. They want to control your life so they can make it in a way, remake it in a way that they think is sustainable. It is sustainable. They just want to do it their way. They want to shape a future. They said, ignore all the crises and let's press ahead to reshape the future and more inclusive and more resilient way. Those are all catchphrases or hot button phrases, a more inclusive. That means it's assuming that some people don't get to be involved. Um, okay, all the elites come into the forum, and basically their vision is they run everything, and everybody else is just a serf or a servant. This is a quote from Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Did you hear what he said? This, he's calling it as it is. These people consider themselves elites. They come there to the forum, and basically their vision is they want to run everything, and everybody else... Uh, run everything and everybody else is just a surf. In other words, just do what we say and shut up. And that's what, that's what COVID was all about. Right. And if it was, if it wasn't for two good constitutional sheriffs here in Yuba Sutter counties, we'd have had a medical director, medical officer who's never seen a patient in her life. She's a fraud. She would have had people arrested and uh, confined to their home on house arrest during COVID. The WEF's Energy and Social Justice Society uh, excuse me, the WEF's Energy and Social Justice Agenda is really, here it is, now listen, the WF's Energy, that's fuel, how to run the world, fuel, and Social Justice Agenda is weakening Western society and Western values. The reason, the way it's doing that is that it's stopping us from operating freely in our own country and allowing others to do whatever they want. China can do whatever it wants. Russia can do whatever it wants. Venezuela can do whatever it wants. They can provide energy to us, but, but United States cannot do anything it wants. Obama did this in the United States of America during his entire presidency and forced many, 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 many hundreds of corporations out of this country to operate out of China. And when Donald Trump came in, he turned it all around and made it easy and more beneficial and more profitable to operate here uh, because he removed regulations and got energy costs lower, etc. 
So that's a WEF, and it just passed, and uh, it came to pass. And now you're going to see people, the key people of the world, if they buy into this. Uh, Trump did not. He withdrew from all of it. He withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord and all these other ridiculous agreements. And uh, But the... Uh, the Davos people are going to try to put into place what Klaus Schwab and a handful of people think they should do um, to run the world. Okay? So uh, I want to talk about California for a minute and then until we take a break. And uh, California is run by Governor Gavin Newsom, who is married to Jennifer Seibel Newsom. That's his second wife, um, at least his second. Kimberly Guilfoyle was his first wife. When he was having difficulties getting along with her, he began having sex with his campaign manager's wife, and uh, then his campaign manager quit on him, and uh, then he ended up marrying Jennifer Seibel Newsom. You may not ever heard of Jennifer Seibel. I'm not really a fan of Hollywood or don't keep up with that, but Jennifer Seibel was an actress, uh, uh, de, you know, an actress desiring work. And uh, so she had some skills in that area and was involved in Hollywood. And uh, she right now, or has been involved in a, a lawsuit against Harvey Weinstein, who you remember Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too movement a few years ago. Many women were coming out. Harvey Weinstein was a deal maker in Hollywood. And all these ladies, leading ladies, if you want to refer to them that way, actresses, accused him of uh, raping them or fondling them or something. And uh, Jennifer Seibel or Jennifer, Jennifer Seibel Newsom is one of those ladies that accused him and has been testifying in court. So you think, oh, she's a righteous lady who was uh, just trying to work hard and, and do her craft, and uh, she was abused up in a hotel room. And actually, she claims he not only took his clothes off and walked out in a bathrobe and exposed himself and fondled himself in front of her, but then he took her clothes off and raped her. But now we find out that uh, California's first lady produces gender justice films, which are new, which are pornographic and sells them to the state public schools of California. Now, this is here. You have a governor who's getting very paid very well. And so then her, his wife starts this film education slash film company who then sells their products to the California's public schools. Now you think, wow, that sounds like a conflict of interest. I'm gonna, I'm going to ask you something: Are there any conflicts of interest anymore that anybody's going to be held accountable for? And I use this every once in a while because uh, I was on the school board, and we're just a podunk county up here in Northern California, and I'm on the school board. It's a small bunch of kids. We take care of the uh, county kids in Yuba County, and so I'm on the school board. And my friend is a superintendent. I'm a board member. And so one time they wanted to do a billboard campaign, and I know something about that trade, so I offered to just advise. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't intending to make any money off anything, but but the superintendent said to me, uh, I, "We can't use you as a provider or a vendor 
on the billboard campaign we want to do because it's a conflict of interest. You're a board member on, on our board. Even though we weren't going to vote on it, it was a decision with the uh, superintendent in the way our constitution's constructed. But all I could I could advise, but I could not make any money or get any money uh, for it, which is just fine with me. I'm, the only reason I bring it up is show what the difference is between where where you don't want the appearance of a conflict of interest. But we have situations in our government that are major conflicts of interest, and nobody seems to do anything or care anything or want to stand up against them. So Jennifer Seibel Newsom starts this uh, company. And so Open the Books, which you can go to this. I think it's OpenTheBooks.com. If it's not OpenTheBooks.com, it's org. And it has all kinds of incredible good information about where people, how people are getting the money. So it says in Open the Books, while her husband attended to state business, Cybold Newsom engages in her passion, advancing gender justice through the, her charitable nonprofit, The Representation Project. According to tax documents, the organization is committed to building a thriving and inclusive society through films, education, and social activism. So she solicited state vendors and the governor's campaign donors for large gifts to her charity. You see what I'm saying? This is a charity. She's, it's, it's a uh, nonprofit in the state of California. So she solicited people that already do business with the state of California and the governor's campaign donors to give gifts to her charity. So that's one step, right? She's, um, she's manipulating the governor's uh, people that the governor awards all these big contracts to. Then, through her representation product, she releases four films advocating gender justice. The films are leased for screenings to individuals, corporations, and schools, and come with their own lesson plans. Schools spend between $49 and $599, not to own it, but to just show the movie. It's like when they, you go to the movies at the movie theater, they just they get, they show, they pay to show that film and then they give it back. So with her governor husband, who would deny the solicitations from uh, Mrs. Seibel Newsom? I, I want you to donate to this righteous cause I have, and then... I want you to buy or rent or lease these videos from me. Jennifer Seibel Newsom is credited as a writer and director on each of the films. Two of the movies feature Gavin Newsom himself. I'm going to continue with this. When we come right back, we're going to take a quick break. You lied! You need to apologize! 
I have seen a lot of people lie, statesmen, businessmen, and everyone else. Here are seven tips to spot a liar. Number one, liars don't give you enough details. They talk too much general stuff and repeat. Number two, the liars change their word every week, just a little, so you almost not notice. Number three, their body language does not match their words. So watch very closely and listen to your guts. Number four, instead of telling true, they lie and want to make those who tell true look like asshole. Number five, liars give you too many compliments and everything and everyone is amazing. Nothing is amazing. In Russia, we just say, все нормально. Number six, they create and sometimes solve fake problems to steer attention away from their lie, to steer attention away from the truth. And finally, number seven, liars easily forget what they said and they forget people they lie to. Walk upright, Druk. You will go more far in these grim times. Be honorable. A horrific story came out of the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia. William and Zach Zolak, both LGBTQ activists, were accused of sodomizing their adopted sons, now ages 9 and 11. Now, the story became national news, but after their arrest and not guilty plea, all the media attention just suddenly disappeared. That was with the exception of one outlet, Town Hall whose author, Mia Cathal, scoured courthouse documents, jailhouse calls, and more. Now, what she found was that this story was much worse than those initial headlines. Now, not only did these men who were married allegedly rape the two boys who were adopted through a Christian special needs adoption agency, they were pimping out their children to nearby pedophiles in the Atlanta area suburbs. And by the way, it wasn't just sexual abuse. A family member told Mia that the boys were forced to stand in a corner for eight hours straight over back-to-back -back days as punishment. They were only allowed to move to eat or use the bathroom. William was also witnessed slapping their younger son hard in the face. They were just abused every possible way. I mean, are you worried about the boys? Of where they are? Or... I mean, yeah, but I can't talk. I definitely can't talk about that. Joining us now is Town Hall reporter Mia Cathal. Mia, um, what else have you learned beyond what we laid out? And who was it in that tape that we just heard? Yes, yeah, so in the recorded jailhouse tapes that Town Hall obtained, uh, that was one of the adoptive fathers, William, um, who, in his own words, he describes the armed raid on their mansion, which is custom built and designed by him. And as family observe, their lavish lifestyle just materialized out of the blue about a year after they adopted these boys. They're facing 17 charges, which includes felony prostitution of a minor. In a taped confession, the other adoptive father, Zachary, he admitted to sending this filth, this child pornography, to almost 12 people. So to date, there are still suspects out there, you know, under investigation, we still have not unmasked them. There are no names, but they are circulating graphic videos of these abused boys. Mm. Now, Mia, this 35-year-old, uh, Zach Zolik, was 
previously accused of raping a child, but was never charged. So how were these two able to still adopt? And everybody knows I'm the adoptive mother of three children. So this this story is very, <laughs> it's, it's really cuts me to the core here, as I assume it does with everybody. But how was he allowed to adopt? That's something that just shocks me. That's it's just incredible that something like this could have happened. But we already knew that America's uh, child welfare system was broken. But for such a case like this, so egregious, um, part three of my four-part investigative series, which releases tomorrow, will be detailing everything I found out about this so-called Christian faith-based special needs adoption agency and how a same-sex couple was able to receive services from them. And there's just... Uh, so much wrongdoing that happened to the state and how they failed these two children. Now, Mia, you report that this particular couple was the darling of the LGBTQ media and even participated in a no-hate campaign. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, they were, as you laid out, you know, they were allegedly committing some of the most despicable acts that anyone could do. Right. They were um, prominent LGBT activists uh, in their niche community. And so they walked in the Atlanta Pride Parade. Uh, they were always networking on social media. And so my months-long investigation was digging into how a suburban pedophile ring could just hide in plain sight. They were using popular social media platforms like Snapchat to send the child pornography and Grindr to connect with other child mm. predators. And this is not just Georgia, it's happening in other states. Do we know how these two boys are doing today? They're back in foster care. That's all the state will say. Oh. And, you know, they were the, uh, the power, the authority that was the one who took these boys from their previous broken home, from their biological parents. They put them in this abusive household, and they could be with Balenciaga designers for all we know at this point. Okay, you're checked in. Yeah, thank you. Here's your AIDS ribbon. Uh, no, thanks. You don't want to wear an AIDS ribbon? Uh, no, no. But you have to wear an AIDS ribbon. I have to? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want to. But everyone wears the ribbon. You must wear the ribbon. What you are? You're a ribbon bully. Hey! Hey, you! Come back here! Come back here and put this on! Hey, where's your ribbon? Oh, I don't wear them. You don't wear the ribbon? Aren't you against AIDS? Yeah, I'm against AIDS. I mean, I'm walking, aren't I? I just don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> so, what's it going to be? Are you going to wear the ribbon? No, oh, never. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. What are we going to do with him? I huh? guess we're just going to have to teach him to wear the ribbon.
All right, we're in our third segment, and uh, it's brought to you by All Power Services. That's Will Fanning and Josh James and Jose and Lupe. And they're out there on 1469 Stewart Road working their fingers to the bone seven days a week repairing all the broken stuff in Northern California. People are just hauling in truckloads of uh, chainsaws and weed eaters and mowers and blowers and compressors and water blasters and hydraulic items and electric items, anything where power is powering stuff. They're fixing it and putting them back on the road. They're even working on big rigs. I'm talking about the tractor-trailer rigs that are pulling the big bottom dumps and big rigs. They're fixing their stuff. They're welding parts back on it. They're putting them back on the road and even fleet vehicles. People where they have these fleets of vans that just move people around. They work on them. If you have anything that's broken and you paid good money to use it and you thought it was a valuable item and now it's broken... Why don't you just haul it over there and get it fixed so you can use it again? You can reach them at 530-844-0347. 530-844-0347. You can text or call. And it's at 1469 Stewart Road, Yuba City, just off Highway 99. The other people that always fix my stuff for me is they fix my car, my Honda Element that I drive. And that's a carry. And her husband, Kevin, and they fix uh, all vehicles and paint vehicles at the corner of Tea Garden and Sutter. It's called Allen's Auto, Auto Body. And when you drive down Sutter Street, you'll all of a sudden you'll see a really bright yellow building at Tea Garden and Sutter. And that's them. You can reach them on a landline at 530-671-1057. You know, sometimes if you don't know people, you think, oh, these guys honest, or these guys this. I always get references, right? But with the, with the uh, not the Allens, but with the Clarks, I've known them for decades. And so they've worked on my, they've looked, worked on my uh, vehicles. They worked on my friend's vehicles. They can be trusted. So uh, we'll be right back. And, uh, in a minute, actually, we'll, we're going to keep going right now on the topic as I was just talking about, um, about California's first lady piggybacking on her husband's connections so she can make money on her films. Who would buy her films anyway? Well, without connections, nobody's going to want her films, right? She leases the films out. So, uh, l- let me find where I was at. And, uh, so, uh, actually, G- Gavin Newsom is in these films. And, uh, and the licenses are sold to schools, which the governor is responsible for funding with tax dollars. So the governor helps get money for his wife's nonprofit through his connections with people wanting to do business with the California government. You know, people, there's providers for services to California government to make hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So you think, oh, yeah, let's give to the governor's wife because then we'll get a leg up on the next contract, right? Well, then the governor turns around and you think the schools are going to say, oh, we don't we don't want uh, this uh, this curriculum. But the governor's funding the schools. So we have 2.6 million students in California and 5,000 schools. You can make a pretty good chunk of change selling gender films, right? 
So audit, auditors at the openbooks.com, openthebooks.com, watched Newsom's movies and read the lessons plans. They went through all the movies. And here was what they found. At times, they were totally shocked with sexually explicit images, political boosterism, and something called the ginger gingerbread. Not the, I was going to say gingerbread. It's the gingerbread person. And uh, then the, uh, the California Globe, the, the uh, online magazine, they watched the misrepresentation middle school movie as well. It's a documentary, but it hammers strong feminist and gender justice messages for kids 11 to 14. It talks about women as sex objects, women and girls in disempowered position, few female protagonists in movies, not enough. Women and girls portrayed as only seeking men, husbands, marriage, pregnancy. Hmm. Boys should be trained to not be hyper-masculine. Middle school children are serving served images of upside-down strippers with little left to the imagination, the genderbred person who aims to show children how biological sex, gender expression, and sexual attraction and gender identity exist on a spectrum. In other words, we're never quite sure where you land on it. And it could be mixed or matched. The movie is not age-appropriate for middle schoolers and really should not have any place in school curriculum it's pure propaganda, according Open the Books. So Open the Books moved on to uh, to look at Cybel Newsom's film, The Mask You Live In, which features the website addresses of porn sites like Pornhub or Massive Cams or BDSM.XXX or Brazers or Brazzers or however you say it, B-R-Z-Z-E-R-S.com. The pornographic images displayed in the film are tagged with descriptions such, such as domination, face, F blank CK, kinky couples, and dirty brunettes. Cybel Newsom included images. Now, this is a woman that complained about getting fondled and raped to get a job from Harvey Weinstein. But here she is talking about face, F CK or kinky couples or dirty brunettes. Sable Newsom, including images of naked and mostly naked women being slapped, handcuffed, brutalized in pornographic videos. The pictures are graphic, even when blurred. Screenshots of those scenes can be found. Uh, well, anyway, I skipped that part. The movie claims it will show how we as a society can raise a healthier generation of boys and young men and will help shape the national conversation around healthy masculinity. So Cybel Newsom is now an expert on um, all these things and is going to make a, a jillion dollars off who? Off the same vendors that the governor of the state of California has in his clutches. In other words, people want to do business with Gavin Newsom, whether they're government entities like schools or whether they're vendors for government. On such, one such lesson for middle and high schoolers includes the gender-bred person who aims to show children how biological sex, gender expression, sexual attraction, and gender identity exist on a spectrum, which can be mixed and matched. Again, we talked about that earlier. So Gavin Newsom is featured in Misrepresentation. That's M-I-S-S, -S, Representation. And the great American lie, he represents himself there, talking about how he appointed women as a police chief and women as a fire chief when he was San Francisco mayor, but only because 
They were the most qualified. Come on, man. Don't be even going there. They were black. They were they were they were some sort of a minority, right? Homosexual black or something, right? Newsom speaks three times in misrepresentation and is portrayed as the champion of women's rights. Unbelievable. You can look them up. You can look up these fil- films, I believe, and uh, check all these things out yourself. It's propaganda. Kiss, kids are forced to, ro- to watch the representation project films in schools. Uh, they are subject to gender ideology, sexually explicit messages, and Gavin Newsom's one-liners are being given a left-wing framework from which to see the world. Now, uh, money. 979 state vendors who gave... 10 million, $10.5 million in political donations to, isn't it interesting, state vendors who were hired to provide things from like tires to computer software to servicing of, of something, something, right? Tell me, in t- so 979 state vendors were found to have given $10.5 million in political donations to Gavin during his 2010 and 2018 recall election and the 20. 20- 2022 election cycles. Meanwhile, these companies reaped. They gave 10.5 million. This is the same old, same old. He isn't, Gavin isn't doing anything that any other politician hasn't done like Obama did, et cetera, with Solyndra and all that kind of stuff. These companies then got state payments back from the state of California. They gave Gavin 10.5 million for his campaign. They got 6 billion point two. Six billion in state payments. That's ten point that's a ten point six million investment for a six point three billion return. Open this open the books also found a pay to play vendor contributions going to the first partner, Jennifer Seibel Newsom. How did that work? Well, they solicited she solicited state vendors for donations to her charity, the representation project. This is the film company which since 2011 generated $17.4 million in revenue. Open the Books reports that that project raises money from a who's who of the governor's governor's backers and state vendors despite their charitable registration lapsing with the state. Oh, did you miss that? She she let her charitable uh, registration lapse with the state. Do you think that it's a big deal? Oh, they fixed it. They they gave her a special little break, and they fixed it. So she claims that she fights sexism and advances gender justice. Listen, no one in our school system needs this kind of teaching. Uh, so at the same time, this is unbelievable. Just in November of this last year, is when she testified against Harvey Weinstein. Now, she was against all that Harvey Weinstein was doing, but now she's exposing our own kids to sexually explicit material and trying to tell them that, guys, she doesn't want these really masculine young boys. She wants sissies like Gavin. She wants boys that are kind of girly but dressed like a boy, right? So remember I said that this... They're not the only ones doing this. 
So Doreen Osumi, who I nominated for uh, Grinch or Scrooge of 2022 for getting upset with some misbehavior of the football players and not just disciplining them if she didn't like the behavior and it was really legitimately misbehavior or just being rude. Sometimes teenagers can be just rude and crude, right? It's not the end of the world. It's not going to get you arrested. But she shut down their entire football season. So uh, she would, uh, as a result of this football prank, where they did a fundraiser depicting it as a slave auction, right? So she wrote a memo, Doreen Asumi, the superintendent of Yuba City Unified School District, she wrote a memo to her teachers saying that we're going to crack down on racism in our schools, which is nonsense. There's not racism all over schools. And we are going to get critical race theory in here and teach it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So where did, where, where did that critical race theory come from? Just out of the blue, all of a sudden we got critical race theory. Well, it's amazing. So we have uh, Jennifer Seibel Newsom and Gavin Newsom, right? So they're making money hand over fist. They got Gavin Newsom's got eight or nine ways he's making money besides being the governor, right? Oh, Trump can't make any money. No, he can't make any money. And he he didn't even take a salary. But, oh, Gavin, he takes a salary. And he's making money over all these uh, businesses he's involved in. And his, his wife's business. It'd be one thing if his wife was involved in the salon business or a beauty business. And she was just totally separate from him and didn't do business with the government. But and my friend Rick Teagarden, who used to be superintendent of schools here in Yuba County, he would consider that a conflict of interest. So, um, so now we find out that the Attorney General of the United States of America, named Merrick Garland, he's a the pussiest r- little mousy guy, just like Anthony Fauci. How do we get these guys that are such? They are such uh, emasculated guys. So Merrick Garland uh, was the guy last year during 2022 that sicked the FBI on parents who were going to school board meetings complaining about uh, teaching pornographic material and and gender-confusing material and homosexual, transsexual, bisexual, cissexual, all the sexual stuff in schools. And they were complaining about it. And Merrick Garland sicked the FBI— Instead of letting local law enforcement do it, he's called them domestic terrorists. And so you think, ah, it's interesting that they don't like the curriculum, so you're no longer allowed to complain about the curriculum in America anymore. So isn't it interesting that Merrick Garland's daughter married a guy? Let's see, what does it say here? Merrick Garland's son-in-law, that's the that's the fellow that married his daughter, is co-founder of an educational data mining company, which is a euphemism, that promotes the tenets of critical race theory. That's what, that's what uh, uh, Osumi, Doreen, she wants to buy all this material from these guys so she can focus on that because they don't, they don't grade you on critical race theory in school. So she can overlook the lousy grades on English and social studies and science and math and say, oh, yeah, but we got kids that don't do slave auctions at at lunchtime. 
So the report noting Garland's family ties to CRT comes in the wake of the attorney general's memorandum directing the FBI to mobilize against parents who oppose CRT and mask mandates in K-12 schools and speak about their concerns. So now you have the FBI going to knock on your door if you complain about masks or CRT. So Merrick Garland's daughter, Rebecca, married Alexander Tanner. He goes by Zan for short. And he's president of Panorama Education, a Boston-based software and analytical data services company. Now, that's all gobbledygook until you find out what they really believe. And it talks about them boasting on their website as being student activists. So the bride's father, Garland, took part in the ceremony, giving tribute to the couple. The bride's father is the chief judge, etc. At that time, he wasn't the uh, he was chief, chief judge of the United States Court of Appeals. But now he's the attorney general. So uh, Panor- the Panorama Equity and Inclusion Survey provides schools and districts with a clear picture of how students and teachers and staff are thinking and feeling about diversity, equity, and inclusion in school. So all this stuff is all laid out. You can buy it as a turnkey operation. You just spend all this money, of our taxpayer money, to bringing, bringing it to our local community. And they ask students, teachers, and staff to reflect on their experiences of equity and inclusion in the school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Any middle or high school community that values diversity, equity, and inclusivity can use this survey. They have these surveys to determine what do people really believe. But on their website, it says, we are angered and heartbroken by the murder of George Floyd last week. Yet another act of violence against the black people of America. And yet another consequence of this long history of systemic racism. Now, the whole George Floyd thing was a fraud. He's a drug addict. They blamed it on the cops. Let's go on. This must change as millions of people across the country stand up to protest this system of racism and oppression. We stand with them. This is this is what Merrick Garland's son-in-law is saying on their website. We say decisively black lives matter. Black students matter. Black educators matter. Black teammates matter. Black lives matter. We This is on their website. We commit to dismantling systemic racism. We commit to embodying and spreading anti-racist practices. And we commit to building a system of opportunity and possibility for students of color. And on and on and on it goes. So we have Merrick Garland running roughshod. And softening up the beach of resistance to CRT and masks and all the nonsense. And then we have his son-in-law coming behind him making millions of dollars off it. So his co-worker, a guy named Fuhrer, F-E-U-E-R, they're the uh, partners. Fuhrer says, a reimagined education system is our un-anti-racist protest. So they have all kinds of things they're going to get into. And this is another example of a conflict, a conflict of interest. Now, I had uh, I don't know whether I can find this really quick. Uh, I might have to come back to it. I always get in these predicaments where people send me all these things to look at. Oh, here it is. This is a survey 
by the Sutter Yuba Behavioral Health. We have a bi-county health department here, Sutter Yuba Behavioral Health, who does a horrible job, by the way. And uh, we're going to talk about a survey they want to give out to young young children in just a minute. We'll be right back, and uh, we're at the high halfway point of the show. was all she wrote. Do you think I don't know that you're out on the town? When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? In 2003, the CIA released a classified document with the subject heading Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process, a process that utilizes audio frequencies to achieve brain hemisphere synchronization. In order to provide a thorough evaluation, the document covers the techniques of hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation thereby providing a modern scientific account of an ancient guarded knowledge of mankind's spiritual potential. A potential that could save humanity from the mind control tactics being used to divide and enslave us. The left brain is the mind's verbal and linear reasoning component. It categorizes and assigns meaning to incoming stimuli and passes this resulting information to the right brain, which is non-critical and accepts whatever information it is given without question. The left brain is the ego mind. It operates on autopilot and can be easily swayed by external stimuli. Most of us are unaware of this because we naturally tend to identify ourselves with the ego. We think that the ego is who we are but in fact, it is just a part of our mental processing. The right brain is our subconscious mind, and hypnosis is a technique of directly accessing the subconscious by disengaging the ego, giving us self-awareness and control over the subconscious mind. Transcendental meditation achieves this by practicing single-minded concentration of drawing energy up from the base of the spinal cord and into the brain. With practice, this visual concentration eventually polarizes the cortex, bringing both hemispheres into balance, allowing the individual to transcend the ego mind. With biofeedback, rather than suppressing the left brain as done with hypnosis or ignoring it as done with meditation, the practitioner programs the ego mind with visualization while monitoring the physiological response, thereby programming the subconscious mind by observing the results with real-time biological feedback. The gateway process, also known as hemisync, achieves this same goal by simply listening to specific audio frequencies that bring both hemispheres of the brain into synchronicity with one another. All of these practices, some of which have been taught for millennia, 
have been proven effective with modern scientific tools. The gateway process has been shown to bring the entire body into a coherent vibration of approximately 7 to 7.5 cycles per second, which then creates a resonance with the electrostatic field of the Earth. It is believed that this resonance is what allows the practitioner to transcend time and space, or in other words, allow their consciousness to leave the body without limitation. What we call physical matter is not solid at all. It is more like a highly advanced holographic image made up of different frequencies. What we experience as solid matter is actually the electromagnetic repulsion of certain frequencies, and this includes our own physical body. And so it is believed that the reason these practices work is because our consciousness is not being generated by our bodies, but rather our bodies are being generated by our consciousness. Physicists have proven that the physical world is energy and define time as a measurement of change within this energy. In order for energy to take form, it needs to be limited to a specific vibration. Energy at rest is uniformly extended without limit. It is everywhere at once. This is why humans are able to remote view which is a term used by the military for their psychic training protocol, wherein they teach an individual to transcend space and time in order to gather information remotely. And this is how Mr. Guy Savelli was able to drop a goat from 100 feet away with his thoughts. But most importantly, the suppression of this knowledge is how the government is able to program your subconscious mind for you without you even knowing it and control what you perceive to be reality. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I have gone to the gym the last few weeks, and I thought it was going all right. Then I went there the other day, and right when I walked in, they offered me a free personal training session. I guess they were just like, whatever you've been doing has not been working. <laughs> we want to introduce you to somebody. <laughs> so they introduced me to this personal trainer. This guy was very pushy. Very pushy. He goes, I want you on the bench press. I want you to give me eight reps. So I go on the bench press. I give him eight reps. I'm about to give him back the bar. And he goes, uh-uh, give me one more. And I said, I can't do one more. He goes, when you work out with me, the word can't isn't in your vocabulary. I was like, what about unable? Is that in there? So, uh, Dr. Cassidy and I, Dr. Joe Cassidy, who's an expert in addiction in the Yuba Sutter area, I get calls every week, so does he. I need help. I need help. I need to get into a rehab. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm losing my mind. I'm broke. I'm on the streets. And so, um, 
I linked up the Church of Glad Tidings. We needed a nonprofit, and, and the Church of Glad Tidings is distributing Narcan. If you need Narcan, you can get some from the Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City. Talk to Lori out there, and uh, they will give you Narcan if you have addicts in your life. And if they're, if they're using, they need to keep some Narcan around, so if they overdose, they can save their life. I also order, ordered the other day some test strips where you can dip them in water that has a little bit of your drug in it to see whether you really have what you think you have or whether you have fentanyl. They're fentanyl test strips. So Dr. Joe Cassidy and I are working with addicts every day trying to get them off the street into a program. And uh, the, the way to do that process, I'm going to give you three different phone numbers. I'm going to give you the Peachtree Health number, Dr. Cassidy's number, and my number. Peachtree Health is 530-749-3242, 749-3242. Make, call there. Make uh, an appointment with Dr. Cassidy, and just uh, if they ask why, just say you're there for addiction. And if for some reason it's difficult to get through on the automated uh, answering system, you could text him, just text him once uh, during the day, not at night, text him once on his number, at 530-682-8648, 682-8648. Just say your name, text your name, phone number, and just say addiction, okay? If if all else fails, you can call me and talk to me, or you can text me 24 hours a day, any day of the week, okay? Lou Benninger, 530-713-1838. 713-1838. We want to get you, like last night I was on the phone at 11 o'clock at night with a lady that needed an appointment, and we, we worked it out for her. So she had an appointment today with the rehab to get off, to get in and get address some issues in her life. So listen, don't lose hope. There's hope. And we can help you get to a place where you don't feel like ending your life. Uh or that life isn't worth living, or all those kind of thoughts. We can help you get your life back. Just give us a call and give us a chance, all right? So Peachtree Health or Dr. Joe Cassidy or Lou Benninger. We're all working together. Dr. Joe and I are working together primarily. Now, also, we uh, if you have legal things that you need to sort out, maybe you got beat up, you need a restraining order, uh, you need a divorce, you need, uh, you need a will, you need... Maybe your mom and dad are getting really old and and you need to maybe go on their checking account and help them pay their bills, take care of business for them. Uh, Any kind of legal things that you need, you don't have you don't need an attorney. You need a paralegal. They're cheaper. They're faster. They're better. And that Nellie Garcia runs North Valley Paralegal. A lot of attorneys refer people to her. Uh, when they don't want to do the, do the work or when they're retiring or when they're going on vacation or whatever, whatever. So you can reach her at this number at 530-751-9289, 751-9289. She's relocated in the last few weeks over to 1110-1110 Civic Center Boulevard. 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. That's the same street that the city council's on. Uh, the courthouse is on in Sutter County or Yuba City, and also the Sutter County Sheriff's Department's on Civic Center Boulevard. She's in Suite 202A, okay, Suite 202A. All right, so I'm going to go back here. I was talking about uh, conflicts of interest, 
how we're getting ripped off by our very people that supposedly are public servants. What they're doing is serving themselves uh, a healthy portion of our cash and ripping us off. From the California's first lady to Gavin Newsom, both of them are ripping us off. Merrick Garland and his son-in-law and his daughter, Rebecca, are ripping us off. And uh, so uh, let me look and see if I can't find this, get back down here, this Merrick Garland deal. Uh, So in July, the National Education Association, or the NEA, the nation's largest teachers union, also moved to openly promote the teaching of critical race theory in K-12 schools and to oppose any bans on instruction in both the Marxist theology, ideology and the widely discredited New York Times 1619 project. Now listen, your, your school board can reject all of this and say, ain't going to happen here. And some governors have actually taken this. I think Ron DeSantis out of Florida just said, it ain't going to be happening in our schools. I ain't going to be teaching any of this in our schools. Gavin Newsom can do the same, but he he, he wants this. And uh, the, the mayors, it says, now therefore be it resolved, the nation's mayors support the implementation of CRT, of the big mayors in, in our, our schools. So listen. This is a reason that you need to go before the, your school board and say, are we teaching this? Now, many times they lie to you, and they'll say, well, re- really, we don't, we're not in, incorporating this. We don't, we're not using this. So this was passed on to me. This is a person that's involved at uh, Sutter Yuba Mental Health. And uh, it says Sutter Yuba Behavioral Health Prevention Early Intervention Program. And this is for ages. I want you to think of your children, 6 to 11 years of age. And this is a question they're going to ask them. I can't even imagine being 6 or 7 years of age and being asked these questions and then answer not at all, a little, somewhat, quite a bit, a lot, 1 through 5, okay? One question, I feel hopeful about the future. Another question, I feel like I belong. How do kids even... Are you kidding? I know how to deal with my feelings, number three. I know how to deal with my thoughts, number four. I know how to behave. I know how to get help for myself and someone I care about. And then there's other questions on the back. This is, this is just one of the uh, sets of the questions. Now, here's the idea, people. Our mental health, our behavioral health people can't do the job they've already got. They can't help us with the drug addicts. They, they've shut down. They used to see them every day of the week. Now they only will see them twice a week. And uh, so now, oh, there's a bunch of other questions. Here's a bunch of other questions. Uh, on the other side, it, it asks them for all their demographic material, Asian, whatever flavor they are, Hmong, Korean, all that kind of stuff. A decline to answer regarding gender, their ages, uh, whether they have mental disabilities, do you have any disability, difficult seeing, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, people, what do you think's going on here? What's going on here is that the government is going to come in and teach keep teach people. Sorry, my phone, I turned it off and it still won't turn off. The government is coming in to teach people 
how to deal with situations when they're six and seven years old. They're totally normal. They're not mentally ill kids. They're not psychotic. They're not out of their minds. They're not medicated. They're just children, plain children that are growing up and need to be just taken care of by their parents. What is the government, government employees getting paid dollars $600,000, $400,000 a year? They don't have enough important things to do than tinkering around with six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven-year-old kids. It's totally off the charts crazy, people, and it needs to stop. Now, when you look at how screwed up our system is since COVID, right now uh, it says the co- college athlete suicide rate for 2022 already shatters previous years as more data ties suicide thoughts to the mRNA. Injections. Do you know that most colleges will not allow you to attend without taking the injection? And if you want an exemption, it almost takes an act of Congress. And I've talked to some parents that nearly had to go to court to get their kids uh, into college without taking that the jab. But the jab is causing mental problems. And I'm not going to spend a total number of time, a lot of time to describe the details about these individual cases with young football players, young, um, I'm talking about young athletes that have taken their own lives. I'm talking about some of the best, uh, some of the, um, in best shape, Sarah Schultz, 21 year old university of Wisconsin track and field student athlete. Mr. Owen Thomas, Penn State football player. Uh, we have we have another uh, Lauren Bennett, a Burnett, twenty-year-old star catcher for the James Madison University softball team. These people are dead now. They take their they took their own, li- own lives. The jab didn't kill them outright, but they're now connecting many of these. Uh, Irish soccer player Red Murphy died suddenly. This guy died in his sleep. There's all kinds of negative impacts. Again, it's in, if, if these weren't listed connected to the injection, you would hear about it on mainstream news. But it's all buried, just like Twitter uh, censored things that were being taught or, or uh, that were being talked about in, in public. Everything was being censored. I'm going back up here. There's a section that I wanted to talk about and i gotta find a link where it goes over to a here we go so i've found a new in fact you might want to check into this yourself and just start reading it yourself it's called the covidblog.com the covidblog.com and just start reading it uh it's new all the time and i stumbled across it somehow and uh, and so I want to pick out some things out of here for you because it's going to get your attention because this, these guys are good. These are former journalists that uh, now do the COVID blog. Uh, it didn't come up like I'd, I'd hope. Oh, here it is. There it is. Just took me another way to get to it. Okay. So this is called Tuesday Tidings. Number nine, World Economic Forum recap provides glimpses of what humanity can expect through 2024, along with 23 more sudden deaths. 
they chronicle all the sudden deaths. So uh, let me go down here. And get to something, the most important thing, because we're already in the second half of the show. So it says. Let me see, this is one thing about it. This guy writes a lot. So it says the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, told Chinese state run media uh, reporter that China is a role model for what all countries should should and will be in the coming years. This is, listen, people, this is the top guy that everybody wants to emulate. He said that China is a role model for what all countries should and will be in the coming years. China already uses a social credit system and control bank, central bank digital currency. That means you will not be able to use cash. And uh, if you are dinged for bad, you know how if you have bad credit, you can't borrow money. If you have behavioral bad credit, you have behavioral issues, you're anti-government or you question the government, you aren't allowed to go wherever you want to go. You think, oh, you have to get permission to travel. This says you literally cannot function in China without WeChat. It's a platform that the Chinese government manages everybody on called WeChat. It's the de facto state social media platform. China continue, continues claiming that there is no vaccine mandate in the country. That's a lie. But at least 90% of all Chinese are fully vaccinated. That's why there are so many people sick in the country. Do you realize, have you ever looked up the definition of vaccine? It says something like this, loose paraphrase. They take some of the uh, infection or the virus, the weakened part of the virus, and they put it in your system to build up antibodies to stop you from getting infected. Right? In other words, a vaccine, the very definition of the vaccine is to stop you from getting whatever vaccine you're taking. So if you take the smallpox vaccine, it stops getting stopping you from getting smallpox or polio or whatever the vaccine for COVID-19 does not do that I could I could talk about the evidence or I could also talk about the people who made the vaccine claim that it doesn't do that and it doesn't stop you from giving it to other people you might ask yourself then well what good is it and the 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 good that it's done is made uh, Pfizer $10 billion in two years. That's a good it's done. And it's created a control system in the United States over your life, almost to the place where we sh- almost got vaccine passport cards, which is like the social credit system. The annual meeting in Davos of the WEF just finished about a week ago. And uh, they pushed, all of them are on board to do the uh, digital currency transactions where you can't just pay with cash anymore or even checks. You're going to have some kind of digital system. 
and uh, they are taking away your rights, and they want to take away the ownership you have of things that you have in your possession. So let me move on down here. So if you wonder, you know, if you handle your own money, you never lost any money. You just lost the money. Boom. It's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. It's lost and it's gone. When the government loses your money or takes money, have you ever had a situation where the government removed money from your checking account? I've heard of that happening. I've never had it personally happen to me where the government confiscated your money and you're you're guilty until proven innocent. You know the whole concept where you're innocent until proven guilty in this country in criminal affairs? Not in revenue with the IRS and the government. So let's go on down here now. And during the WEF, there were these renegade journalists that confronted Alex Borla, and uh, they also confronted Klaus Schwab, and they were just tongue-tied about all their lies, and they're wanting to eliminate so many people out of the world. It's called Rebel News out of Canada, and they went to Switzerland. They paid their way there, and they confronted them about Alex Borla wanting to reduce the population of the world, same with Klaus Schwab. But uh, then this COVID blog goes on to start talking about, after it talks about the WEF, and its evil ways about how all these people are dropping dead. Every week they list all the people dropping dead. 47-year-old Fox News executive. He's been with Fox News since his career started 20-some years ago. 47-year-old Alex Komisarov. He died at home from a sudden heart attack. And then they're even suggesting, you know, Diamond and Silk, the two ladies that were big Trump supporters. It seems as though you know how a lot of people don't want to admit they took the jab. Do you know that Dan Bongino took the jab? Do you know that Ben Shapiro took the jab? Do you know that Stephen Kirsch took the jab? Do you know that Dr. Robert Malone took the jab? You think, oh, I can't believe all those guys are so smart. They're, yeah, well, they took the jab. Maybe they learned after taking one jab. But now there's concern that maybe even a diamond took the jab you know, they were traveling here, there, and everywhere, and it was difficult to travel without the jab. Diamond just suddenly just dropped dead. Boom. Right in front of her sister. L looked at her and just seized up and dropped dead. So all, I'm, just, I'm just giving you, there's a heads up. Even people like Tammy Laren, who's all cocky all the time, Tommy Laren. She texted here a few years ago. Now we have a measles outbreak in L.A. County as if we don't have enough problems. If not vaccinating your kid only impacted your kid, fine. But that's not the case. Vaccinate your kids or stay home. Tommy Lahren said that about measles. I know a lot of people don't. I wouldn't vaccinate. If I had kids, I wouldn't vaccinate them for any of this stuff. It's causing autism. She says, I choose not to get vaccinated, not because I'm so-called anti-vaxxer or conspiracy theorist, but because I'm not scared of coronavirus. I'm 28, healthy, and it's my personal decision. I think probably Tommy, Bear, uh, Tommy Lahren may have went and got herself vaccinated, the way it sounds to me. We'll be right back. We're going to come up to our fifth segment here in a minute. 
found work, the little money coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, the culture show you never can tell. Hello, it's January 2023 and this is my 320th video since I started recording them early in 2020. And in this video I'm going to explain how hospitals have become death camps and how many doctors and nurses have abandoned their healing roles and have become murderers. No apologies for what sounds like hyperbole because I'll show you that it isn't. This video is all about how and why so many hospitals have become modern killing fields, 21st century death camps. I'm going to start by telling you about a woman in her early 70s whose story is significant, to say the least. She'd been in good health when suddenly, unexpectedly, she collapsed, and after the now customary eight-hour wait for an ambulance, eventually found herself in hospital. She was unconscious, and a junior doctor eventually diagnosed that she'd had a stroke wasn't a difficult diagnosis, it was what her husband, her son and the paramedics had all diagnosed. Eventually they found a bed for her and the doctors confessed that there wasn't much they could do. How long will it be before we know anything? asked the woman's husband. She could be like this for days, for weeks or for months, replied the doctor, the one who had made the diagnosis. We don't want a do-not-resuscitate notice putting on her notes said the son, who'd read about such things and whose wife was a nurse working in another hospital. Of course not, said the doctor. He then went away and the husband and the son saw him talking to two nurses. By now it was late in the evening. The doctor disappeared, but one of the nurses arrived at the bedside. She was carrying a syringe. She could be like this for months, said the nurse. She could be suffering a great deal, but she's unconscious, pointed out the son. His mother, who was breathing normally, seemed to be quite peaceful. "'We've decided to give her something to help her,' said the nurse. "'What is it?' asked the husband. "'It's two medicines,' said the nurse. "'It's a mixture of midazolam and morphine. "'It'll help her rest. "'We don't want her suffering. "'She could be like this for months.' After giving the injection, the nurse suggested that the husband and the son went home. When they returned to the hospital the following morning, their wife and mother was dead. We were just about to call you, said another nurse, who seemed very sympathetic. The doctor came. He too was sympathetic. It was only afterwards, when they were at home, that the man and his son realised that their wife and mother had been killed. Deliberately, cold-bloodedly killed. There had been absolutely no reason to give the now infamous and widely used kill shot of midazolam and morphine. People who've had strokes can make a full recovery, said the woman's daughter-in-law as they talked when they were back home. I remember that film star Patricia Neal, said the husband. Her husband was Roald Dahl. She made films again despite having had a stroke. The three of them were numb. It didn't occur to them that they'd just witnessed a murder. But that's what it was. It wasn't euthanasia. It wasn't mercy killing. It certainly wasn't treatment. The hospital staff killed that woman because stroke victims can take months to recover. They didn't want a woman over 70 using a bed on one of their wards. Beds have been in short supply in British hospitals for years. There are fewer beds than bureaucrats. And it wasn't manslaughter either. By any definition, it was premeditated, 
cold-blooded murder. Murder, remember, is the unlawful premeditated murder, uh, the unlawful premeditated killing of one human being by another. What else would you call it when a patient in hospital is killed without their consent and without the consent of relatives and without the consent of a court of law? Nor was this incident rare. Pretty much the same thing is happening every day in hospitals all around the world. Staff put patients to sleep in the same way that a vet might put a dog or a cat to sleep. They kill patients whom they think might need a good deal of nursing or medical care. What is happening is exactly what I predicted almost three years ago at the beginning of 2020 when I warned that one of the reasons for the Covid fraud was to find an excuse to kill the elderly and to save billions on pension payments. The government's boasted about the money they've saved. In my book, Coming Apocalypse, which was published in April 2020, right at the start of this fraud, I said that life would never again be as good as it was in January 2020. And I stand by that, I'm afraid. Those who sneered might perhaps like to think again. I've been lied about and banned, but everything I've said, written and predicted has been, been accurate. I wish it hadn't been. In many hospitals all around the world, the term palliative care ward is now a synonym for death camp, as the killing of the elderly, which started in 2020, gathers pace. First, there was the Liverpool care pathway, whereby elderly patients were deliberately starved to death or deprived of fluid until they died. Then the United Nations effectively allowed doctors around the world to kill people over the age of 70 without anyone caring. And care home staff were allowed to dose the elderly with tranquilizers and sleeping tablets without telling the patients or their relatives what was happening. It was, and is, all perfectly legal. Now, of course, there aren't as many care home staff as there were. Thousands of them left their jobs when they were told they had to have a dangerous, ineffective Covid jab, a so-called vaccine which they knew from observation was a killer. And there's the kill shot. The mixture of midazolam and morphine which takes medical care one step further than the do not resuscitate notice casually scrawled on the medical notes of anyone who looks too sick to bother with. I described it as murder in the early summer of 2020 and that's what it still is. At the moment of course it's usually anyone over 70 or anyone disabled or chronically sick whether physically or mentally ill who gets murdered though in some hospitals anyone over 65 is vulnerable and soon it'll be anyone over 60 and then it'll be anyone over 50 and then the slippery slope gets ever steeper. Doctors and nurses who have the power of death over life are murdering people every day in our hospitals and no one gives a damn. I suspect that the doctors and nurses don't even realise that what they're doing isn't just ethically wrong, it's also legally wrong. It's the reason anyone over 60 or anyone ill should do everything they can to keep out of hospitals. And if they have to go in, to do everything they can to get out as quickly as possible. Britain's the worst country in the developed world for health care, I'm afraid. Of course, the midazolam and morphine kill shot isn't new. What's new is the way that it's become part of hospital culture. It came in the slipstream of COVID-19, the fake pandemic of 2020, and now it's commonplace. And the kill shot, a single jab of death, isn't the only way doctors and nurses are guilty of mass murder. 
right from the start, politicians, journalists and doctors have lied, lied and lied again as they fought against the facts to sell us a fake pandemic and a dangerous drug that never did what it was said to do. In 2020, the medical profession became obsessed with COVID-19, even though it was provably nothing more than the rebranded flu. It was the most over-promoted scare in history, a deliberately created fake pandemic. Doctors and nurses were either too stupid or too greedy to see the truth, and they became part of the biggest crime in history. They became professional killers, assassins working for the conspirators. They created a fake pandemic out of the ordinary annual flu by claiming that everyone who tested positive for COVID and subsequently died, even weeks or months later, was a COVID victim. They used a test, the PCR test, which everyone knew didn't work. And hospitals in many countries received a cash bonus for every COVID diagnosis they made. They were bribed to lie. In America, hospitals were given $13,000 for every patient they diagnosed with COVID-19. Segment number five, we got five and six to go. I wanted to mention a couple other people supporting us. Thrifty Rooter, thriftyrooter.net. Go to that website, or you could just go to their telephone if you have problems with your system, your plumbing system draining correctly. If you need those lines rootered out, Thrifty Rooter is your folks, R-O-O-T-E-R, Thrifty Rooter. You can go to their website, and you can send them a message right off their website. Why would you even bother going to a website? Well, because it tells all the different stuff they do. And you might think, I wonder if they do this, or I wonder if they do that. Thrifty Rooter is at 530-673-8201. It isn't just a mom-and-pop operation. They have dispatchers there waiting to send people to solve your problem. 530-673-8201. They operate in Yuba, Sutter County. I think they're... And Butte, I think they're inclusive. They're down in Lincoln. They serve part of Placer County in Lincoln, uh, Nevada County. Give them a call. They even go out in the rural areas with the big trucks to pump out your septic system. Six seven three eight two zero one. Also, Dave Greenis Construction. He's got the nicest kitchens and baths. I know other people who do kitchens and baths. They do a good job. Nobody's got the reputation as Greenis Construction. You can go to their website and their Facebook site. I'm going to give you the name. Or you could dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602. That's Greenets Construction, the color green with ETZ on the end, greenettsconstruction.com. Or you can go to Dave Greenets Construction Facebook, and you can see the before and after photos. It's pretty impressive, folks. So if you're thinking about that, uh, getting a kitchen or bath, I think it's cool. I've been thinking about redoing a bathroom or so over at my house. So uh, I'm going to make it look really nice, and I might, I might just stay in here for a while if I fix all that stuff up. I'm sure if there was a lady over here, we'd have to fix everything up. We'd have to get it all slicked up. So what, what basically the COVID blog is saying is there's a lot of people that you would think, oh, they would never take the jab. They took the jab. So anyway, they're talking about Mrs. Richardson, Miss Richardson, who is Silk, 
and she's married, if you ever wondered. Uh, she's talking about what happened blow by blow <laughs> during the funeral ceremony. You can actually see it recorded, and the way she describes it almost sounds like her sister took the jab, okay? Then there's some other people. Jack Madison, 20-year-old Colorado tennis player, died in his sleep. Have you ever heard of this before? Lindsay Heck, 25-year-old Pennsylvania pharmacist, she she was jabbed. She died unexpectedly. Then her 63-year-old father, Carl Heck, who was a very active in construction industry and engineer, he died four weeks later from sudden aortic dissection. That's interesting, aortic dissection. I'm, I'm not a medical person, but I understand what that is. And there's a number of people that are having aortic problems. Like says they say here, there's no definitive evidence that Mr. Heck received the injections. But we've covered at least four other post-injection aortic dissection and carotid artery dissection cases since July 2021 after people took the jab. Check this out. Ananya Baduli. Nine-year-old Indian girl collapses and dies after taking while taking an exam at the school. India and China, man, have just jabbed their people to death. Uh, let's see. She died of a ruptured brain aneurysm. How about this guy? Abe Sachin, 32-year-old Indian man, collapsed and dies while dancing at a wedding. These people are all jabbed. Pashuram Chaturvedi, he's a big shot political leader, collapsed and died during governmental protest. And it shows him actually dropping dead here. They got him on video like they do all political deals. All these people are jabbed, uh, and actually it shows him getting the jab here, you know, political people. C.J. Harris, I think I mentioned him last week, 31-year-old Alabama country singer, American Idol alumni, dies from sudden heart attack. 31, can you believe it? Unbelievable. Elizabeth Rangonese, two-year-old New Hampshire girl, died 24 hours after Moderna, mRNA, and flu injections. Telling you people, if I had a kid today, I would not give get those injections. I just, it's up to you. You know, when I say about these people, oh, I wouldn't think they would take it. Uh, Dan Bogino, all these people. Hey, it doesn't mean I dislike them. It's just like I think, oh, that's amazing. I I thought they would know better, but uh, I, you know, no condemnation. It's your life. It's your body. I mean, it's a shame. When I talk to people who took the shot. And now they have myocarditis. It's something they're living with, not me. So I'm going to keep my nose over into my lane, right? I'm just talking to you because if they're still after you to take the jab, you need to think twice about it, okay? How about Connor Reisel? 29-year-old Australian man dies suddenly in his sleep, leaving his new expecting wife a widow. These are people that are jabbed, healthy people. They're not like 450 pounds with cancer of the lung. These people are young and healthy. How about Evan McMillan, 21-year-old California surfer? This guy's a uh, basically a pro-type surfer. Southern Orange County uh, died surfing. 
not drowned. He died. He had a heart attack. It gives all the statistics about people dying while surfing. Hardly anybody dies. Jordan Brister, I've talked about, 18-year-old Las Vegas student collapses and dies at school. Guy's an athlete. He had cardiac arrest. How many kids, when you went to high school, had cardiac arrest at school, studying, taking a test, playing sports? He was the second death that week, 16-year-old Ashari Hughes at a different high school. She happened to die of, die of what? Cardiac arrest. Oh, it's a popular way to die nowadays. How about Stephen Lim, L.A. County Sheriff? He dies sitting in his car. He just died. 26 years on, in the, in the uh, law enforcement service serving the public. No other car. He crashed his car. When you have a heart attack in the car, usually you crash your car. Sometimes people make it to the side of the road. Other times people didn't. But he didn't die from the car crash. He died from whatever happened inside his body. They called it a heart attack. How about Heather Frederick, 48-year-old Illinois teacher, dies suddenly at home without any explanation. How about Logan Holgate, 18-year-old British rugby player, dies suddenly without any explanation. How about Chris Yip, 47-year-old Canadian cyclist, dies suddenly without explanation. Unbelievable. Uh, these are well-known people. Chris Shapland, 25-year-old British rugby and squash player, dies unexpectedly without explanation. How about this? Andrea Gamsby, 41-year-old Massachusetts woman, dies without explanation two weeks after 50-year-old Sean Gracie, her son's stepfather, died unexpectedly. So in other words, the stepfather and the mother died within two weeks of each other, 50-year-old and a 41-year-old, both jabbed. Is this a coincidence? All because of the vaccination? There's pictures of all these people. There's all kinds of details to their lives. How about Rachel Morgan, 26-year-old British teacher, dies unexpectedly. 26. How about Simon Dunn, 35-year-old Australia bobsledder, found dead in his home? Simon Dunn. Grant Hester, 57-year-old California CEO, dies unexpectedly. This is just just recent. This is a, I think a, at most a weekly blog, if not a a daily blog. I'm connected somehow on email, and they just send them to me, and I appreciate it because I'm I'm learning all kinds of cool stuff here about what's going on in people's lives. It's gnarly. It's credible what's going on out there. So, um, as I said at the beginning of the show. Let me see if I can find the exact vaccines are the leading cause of coincidences throughout the world today. Vaccines. <laughs> Come on, people. What's up? I, I mean, there are a lot of people have died. I, I have never had a year like last year, this last year, last 12 months, where so many people I knew died. And uh, if if 
whether or not it's from COVID, the COVID jab, oh my goodness. The COVID illness is not killing people. That's a fraud. That's a huge fraud. All right, so we're, that was a, we listened to the first half of Vernon Coleman's talk, and we're going to listen to the second half here, and then we'll wrap up the rest of the show. We'll have plenty of time to finish up uh, final uh, comments on different topics. But first of all, I wanted to mention uh, a couple other businesses that make this happen for us around here, and that is uh, Elite Universal Security, who is the top security firm in the Yuba Sutter area. And actually, we, we consider them Yuba Sutter because they started here, but actually they work all over Northern California now in the various counties of Northern California. Elite Universal Security, you can reach them at 530-749-0280, 749-0280. So whether you have a factory, a farm, a ranch, a residence, business, whatever you have, uh, they can meet your need, and they will patrol, they will help you with technology to uh, maintain the safety and security of your properties. Uh, if you want to go to work for them, maybe you're listening and you think you would like to get a part-time job. They're looking for part-time or full-time people that they can train. Certainly, they could use people that are retired. They're looking for a second income and so uh, or a second occupation just to keep them busy and make a little extra money in these inflationary times. So you can reach them, and, and they will train you online and in person at their, uh, at their headquarters here in Yuba County. Uh, but you may be able to work in your county, wherever you're living. So 530-749-0280 is how to get a hold of them. They will also help you with handling any of the chemicals, chemical agents that you can spray to defend yourself or guns, uh, That how to handle a gun. Uh, they have a shooting range. They have all the details that they can help you with. So you can go to their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com, or you can check them out at... Uh, api-academy.com that's your schooling portion and you can get plugged in also i want to mention the plumbing doctor ted holmes has the plumbing doctor they serve you and sutter areas they do all kinds of plumbing besides cleaning out lines they can replumb your house they can uh, uh fix major plumbing problems inside the house major leaks not just clean out the lines but if you have a major leak or if you have a failure in your plumbing system they can replumb it for you. 530-671-9111, 671-9111. So now we're going to listen to the uh, final clip from uh, Vernon Coleman, Dr. Vernon Coleman. Uh, very enlightening. We'll be right back in about eight to nine minutes. Well, they'll be there in an instant. With the stars and stripes unfurled Gladly go into the most dangerous places in the world But today it seems our fighting folks Are in danger once again You may have seen the headlines in the news Or watching CNN When we heard the wait times on our list Were so long that patients died we said this is government-run health care, so we're going to do what's right. Tell them, man, we're going to grab a piece of paper. Yeah. And we'll make a second list. Yeah. Wait, what? We'll just say that wait times aren't that long. 
Just about the soldiers, you see, we also sacrifice. There are days we don't get home until the break of 4:45. But for all the soldiers out there who are sick and need some help, just what can they do to get the government to care about their health? Well, there is one thing. Just tell them grab a piece of paper and write down something like this. Oh my God. Then abandon your whole unit. Then they'll care when you get sick. And if people die when they look for you, we'll pretend they don't exist. This was a mistake. Cause there ain't no doubt we can't be In America, hospitals were given $13,000 for every patient they diagnosed with COVID-19. If a patient needed to, be, needed to be put on a ventilator, the hospital received a bonus of $39,000. What a surprise that so many patients needed to be put on ventilators, which killed many. The bonus system was used all around the world, another coincidence. And in some countries, the staff got part of the cash bonus. Kickbacks, I think they usually call them. Anyone who believes there was a pandemic in 2020 is either a fool or a liar or both. Anyone who says the COVID jab was necessary, effective and safe is a fool or a liar or both. Any national TV host who thinks they can prove me wrong can fix up a live TV debate. And they won't, of course, because they'd lose and the government wouldn't let them anyway. I'm banned from all TV and radio and I'm banned from most of the internet too internet too for simply telling the truth the last time an internet radio station interviewed me months ago nearly a quarter of the interview mysteriously disappeared the time before that the station lost its ability to raise money because they'd interviewed me i'm banned because they know damn well i'm right and it's important to protect the lies in order to keep the conspiracy alive there was a time long ago when information was powerful today the truths the world's most dangerous commodity. There's no freedom of speech. The authorities even banned David Icke from travelling to mainland Europe, presumably worried that he might wake up some sleeping souls. The patients who tested positive with the PCR test, a dangerous, useless test everyone knew didn't work and might kill people, and it has killed people. See my video. This needs to be stopped now. The people who tested positive were dumped on a COVID ward and treated as though all that was wrong with them was that they'd got the rebranded flu, even if they didn't have any flu symptoms at all. Some were given dangerous drugs that didn't work, but thousands did not receive the treatment they did need because they'd been wrongly diagnosed as COVID patients. Patients who needed specialist surgery, dialysis or other treatment didn't receive it because they'd been falsely branded as suffering from COVID, the rebranded flu. 
They couldn't be transferred to specialist units, so they died, and they were put down as COVID deaths. They died because they were misdiagnosed and denied treatment. It was and is genocide. It was official health care policy. GPs had disappeared. They'd abandoned their patients in case they got the annual flu. And hospitals became killing grounds. And while all this was happening, hospital departments shut. Cancer-related surgery dropped by 26% in the UK in 2020. In contrast, there was a 0.6% fall in Denmark. Doctors and nurses betrayed their patients, their professions and themselves. The medical establishment, collective victims of the world's most egregious confidence trick, had decided that global warming was the health care threat. And so they decided there should be less testing and treating of patients. I've dealt with this extraordinary nonsense many times. What's been happening is all part of the killing, the genocide, the plan to reduce the global population and the plan to appease the few idiotic pseudoscientists and children who claim quite wrongly and without evidence that man has made his planet unbearably hot or is it unbearably cold. They change their minds a lot. They've been wound up and misdirected by conspirators who have been since the 1940s been concerned about the disappearing oil and convinced that the population needs culling. And the, work, and the killing is working well. In 2020, the year of the fake pandemic, the total number of deaths was normal. Check it out, I proved that. But in 2021 and 2022, when COVID virtually disappeared and was replaced by the returning ordinary flu, the death totals suddenly soared, and they're still now way above normal, all predicted. That was no mystery. In America, over 100,000 young people died or were made seriously ill after being given the experimental jab that didn't work and wasn't safe. Today, today previously healthy people all over the world are dropping like flies. Journalists and doctors struggle to find bizarre new explanations for sudden adult death syndrome. But it was all predictable. I predicted it would happen in 2020. Check out my old videos on www.vernoncoleman.org. The transcripts are, are all still there. The original videos on YouTube, of course, were deleted years ago. And the, the videos on brand YouTube got deleted for a long time by hackers. Today, those who had the COVID jab have altered immune systems and their hearts are in danger. The predictions I made about that in 2020, 2021 and 2022 are either already true or they're coming true very rapidly. Those who've been jabbed need to avoid strenuous exercise and stress, eat carefully and boost their immune systems. The ignorant, the susceptible and the half awake think that COVID is a dangerous bioweapon. The mainstream media want us to believe it's a bioweapon so that the ignorant believe COVID, the rebranded flu, is a deadly disease. And they use it to cover up the COVID vax injuries. They blame the rebranded flu for all the deaths caused by the COVID jab, which is surely the most dangerous drug in history. The COVID jabs creators and promoters were praised to the skies, but they produced something that was, in my view, not tested properly, doesn't do what it, they promised it would do, and isn't safe. 
because I've told you the truth about the genocide, about COVID and about the dangerous COVID jabs. I'm considered dangerous and must be silenced. Please don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron, who's back making wonderful videos. And please visit my websites, vernoncoleman.com and vernoncoleman.org, where there are new articles most weekdays. Please remember that I'm banned from all social media and I do not have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Telegram or any other sites. I'm banned from even accessing YouTube, let alone putting videos there. Anything that appears in my name on, on social media is fake and should be labelled as such. The only sites I control are my own two websites, vernoncolman.org and vernoncolman.com. Finally, though it may feel like it at times, please remember you're not alone in being aware that the conspiracy is real and deadly. Distrust the government, avoid mass media and fight the lies. These are the most dangerous times in history. We must remain vigilant. Please share this and my other videos on the internet, on social media and on other platforms. I can't because I'm imprisoned here on my websites and banned worldwide for the modern sin of telling the truth. Please remember, God is on our side. And thank you for watching an old man in a chair. Well, you've been listening to drvernoncoleman.org or drvernoncoleman.com. If you want to look at more of his videos, uh, they are amazing. And uh, that's a little longer than I normally would run, but I just thought it was uh, stating the whole truth uh, from the beginning to the end of the fraud of COVID. Nothing you've been told about COVID is correct. It's all been a psychological operation, a psyop that uh, our health official, uh, Dr. Fong Lu, participated in, endorsed, uh, is still backing, along with 10 supervisors that still uh, uh, give her their 100% support for injecting children to the aged uh, and killing them. So I want to mention uh, uh, an event going on that most of us missed this, and uh, if you're a Republican or a conservative, it's called a where they uh, re-elect, uh, if you want to call it an election, although you and I don't get to vote on it. It's an election with the Republican National Committee, and usually it's the biggest donors, I believe, have the say in who's going to be the chairman of the Republican National Committee. The chairman um, up over the last several years has been a lady named Ronna, R-O-N-N-A, McDaniel, and uh, the interesting thing about Ron McDaniel is she is a Romney, uh, in other words, Mitt Romney's niece. And you think, well, uh, you know, whether or not you like Mitt Romney, I think Mitt Romney is disgusting. And uh, he's a lousy, uh, he's not a conservative. But you wonder, is she the same as him? And so my feeling is in, in the, uh, she is the um, 
mirror image of a gal in California called Jessica Patterson. Jessica Patterson, I think, gets a quarter of a million dollars a year to mimic the uh, Democrats. She doesn't. She hasn't done anything to build a conservative movement in California. She just gone along, just like the rest of the conservative politicians in California have gone along to get along. Uh, because they think, oh, well, we're just in the minority, so we can't really do much. It's interesting. If it was flip-flopped and the Democrats are in the minority, they would be doing all kinds of things. So it's an excuse for for Republicans to be lazy. And uh, Jessica Patterson and uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel are the same people. So um, she wants the chair position because it's a very powerful position, and uh, you get paid lots of money. Right. And you don't even have to win an office. So she took over the RNC after President Trump's two 2016 election win. She was around for the 2018 losses in the House and the Senate. She then oversaw the 2020 election debacle uh, that never should have been certified. You never saw her. Who do you think of when you see the election fight over the debacle, the election cheating? You see a guy named Mike Lindell. You did not ever hear of. Uh, Ronna McDaniel, you never hear in California in the election cheating in California ever hear, see Jessica and Patterson's head pop up. Uh, McDaniel then oversaw the 2020, uh, or the 2022 midterms uh, where there was another corrupt election with the GOP barely winning when they should have swept everything. That was another Ronna McDaniel. So you, you say, well, you know, they never take responsibility for any uh, – Failures. They just take responsibility. It's like, oh, with the candidate wins, then Ronna McDaniel won. If the candidate loses, then the candidate loses. Right. Uh, so she blamed uh, lousy candidates uh, on this situation. And the fact is that the Republican National Committee did not support good candidates that we could have won in many states. Um, so there's people supporting Ronna McDaniel, but there's also other people running. I didn't know till. Recently, that Mike Lindell, my pillow, Mike Lindell is also running for this position, but another lady that is a lawyer and and uh, is constantly suing government over civil rights issues, Harmeet Dillon, and uh, Harmeet Dillon is uh, probably got the best chance against uh, Ronna McDaniel. Uh, says, unfortunately for McDaniel and fortunately for the GOP base, that re-election bid doesn't seem to be going great, uh, hers. The Arkansas GOP, for example, recently threw its support behind McDaniel's competitor, Harmeet Dillon, arguing in its press statement that McDaniel and the RNC had not effectively supported GOP candidates in the 2022 midterms. I don't think they, I don't think they do. I think they do a horrible job uh, between her and Mitch McConnell. Uh, and and out here in California, they do not support good candidates and haven't for years. Um, Kurt Schlichter, who writes for Town Hall, said the tide is overwhelmingly against failed GOP chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. I'm privy to the whip count. She does not have the votes. It's time to make a dignified withdrawal. McDaniel's actions and comments after the recent election disappointment were to criticize candidates in the race as not being good enough. Listen, your job. Anyway, I just get sick of this. It's same old, same old, same way with Kevin McCarthy. He's a, he's a, we got the mirror image of him and James Gallagher here. Kevin McCarthy uh, has not been a strong conservative for years. 
and uh, he's a liar. So there you have it. When voting systems are not working in over 50% of the voting locations in Maricopa County, where was Ronna McDaniel? Signatures were not verified. Thousands of ballots inserted into the election had no chain of custody. uh, Romney McDaniel and her friends at the GOP were nowhere to be found. The GOP has not fought against this corrupt elections. Individuals have. Mike Lindell has. Individuals along with Lindell that are uh, brainiacs, math brainiacs have. President Trump has, his attorneys have, but where, where's the Republican Party? Where's been Mitch McConnell? He, where's Mike Pence, right? So it states in this article, Mike Lindell's also running. He hopes to bring leadership of the party in sync with the base, which supports an America first agenda. Of course they do. Uh says here, Americans don't want our candidate running for GOP with a record of losses. I'd say Jessica Patterson in California and all the GOP leaders, supposed leaders, need to leave. They just need to leave. We don't even need them. They're lousy. And they don't they don't support. I, I Ron McDaniel probably supported Lynn Cheney for all people and supported probably supported Kevin McCarthy of all people. We need somebody strong who will fight against massive fraud and corruption. That's just what we need. If they're not fighters, I don't even want to be work with them. All right. Well, I guess we're running out of time. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week if the Lord wills. Have a good evening. I see trees of green, red roses too. the dark sacred night and I think to myself